This is why we have the best fans in the world. Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 148th episode of Talk Direction. And we are back recording, although when you think about it, we've got two more episodes that haven't been released before this episode. <laughs> so who knows when this one's coming out? Because there's only 12, 12 more days of September. <clears throat> yeah. So... I guess this one will probably be put out like in October. Oh, I don't right. know. Unless we just we just put three episodes in this one month, mm. which I guess we can do. We can just space them out by like four days. Right. <clears throat> like if you post that one today. Why do all of our episodes turn into like planning episodes? I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like literally we've been talking for like two hours and now I come on here and I'm like, okay, more planning. This is the time. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so hopefully this will come out before October because then we can have four Halloween episodes. Oh, um, yes, please. Yeah. And uh, it, it's so annoying when we like do have backed up episodes though because like things are happening now that we're not going to be releasing for such a long time. Like mm-hmm. the Harry Gucci campaign came out today when we're recording and like right. we won't talk about it for like four weeks or something <laughs> ridiculous which is why I was like oh let's do an Instagram live about it and then we can talk yeah. about it on the podcast too yeah um but anyway um I got a new computer I'm back from my travels I went to France and uh Italy and Greece and I was in the UK obviously to do my um my master's which I have completed very exciting um, and now I'm back living with my parents and I'll be studying full time for the medical school exam and walking my dogs and working on the podcast and all that good type of stuff. So hopefully I'll soon get into routine. I'm still sort of like setting up my room and my life because I haven't lived at home for a really long time. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting organized and having a routine with this type of stuff and getting episodes out more regularly now that my master's is over. Yeah, Um, I feel like fall is such a good time for this. Like, I was, who was I saying this to? Maybe I was just thinking this to myself, but like, I always, like, people do like spring cleaning, mm -hmm. but like, I do like fall cleaning. Mm -hmm. Fall is the time when I want to like, clean my house and redecorate and like organize my life and like get my yeah. together like it's always the time of year that makes me feel like motivated the most yeah it, it feels like such like a fresh start you know like spring is kind of yeah. always in the middle of stuff like it is fall feels like a new start yeah well it's like the beginning of school years and like I haven't mm-hmm. been in school in a long time but that's probably part of it and yeah also like the pagan new year is actually Halloween oh so are you pagan no but it is (laughs) (laughs) well we can all have little like fall refresh yeah and refresh the podcast refresh our lives refresh our rooms 
Yeah. And hopefully you guys will notice that difference and we'll make it happen. And we <laughs> promise a lot of things on this podcast and they don't come through, but maybe <laughs> this one will. Um, but no, honestly, promises are more likely to come true because now I'm not doing my master's, which was difficult to yeah. juggle multiple things. Honestly, it's it's amazing that you <laughs> were able to keep this going. Oh, thank you. Like in London, like what, especially like when you like didn't have a computer, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to do a dissertation in London without a computer, <laughs> like talking to you yes. like, eight hours behind you. Yeah, at two in the morning. <laughs> All good stuff. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, one of those things we'll be refreshing is patreon.com slash talk direction, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash talk direction, where we put up a whole bunch of bonus content um usually we do like polls and stuff for this but if you guys have any ideas or you're a patreon subscriber or you're thinking about becoming a patreon subscriber um feel free to shoot us any ideas over on twitter at talk underscore direction um because we want to keep your opinions in mind and honestly the patreon supports the show so much all those ads we've been doing that like get automatically put onto the podcast uh i looked at the revenue and it is bringing in pretty much next to nothing so we're probably going to remove those um so yeah the patreon not that it brings in that much money but it is the (laughs) biggest support to the show so um, if you're interested in supporting or having bonus content, check out patreon.com slash talk direction. Also, I had this, I know this is actually planning stuff, but I probably should wait till after the episode <laughs> to tell me what I'm telling you now. Um, we were talking, a couple of us were talking on Twitter about doing like, uh, what was my idea to do like a Google Hangout all together to watch mm-hmm. um, High School Musical. Yeah. And I, I feel like that. that's something we could make as like a Patreon perk. That would like, be so cool. A regular, like, once a month or maybe, like, once every six weeks or something, like, a Google Hangout sleepover where we, like, all get to, like, go on Google Hangout together and watch a movie. Like, how Honestly, fun would that, that be? would be amazing. Yeah. So we I could like... watch, like, the 1D movies, Dunkirk. Yeah. There's so many options. Yeah, we could, like, hang out, have a little virtual sleepover. I feel like that would be a good Patreon yeah that's really good see there's ideas like that that like you just don't think of that would actually be really cool so yeah I'm like I want the patreon to like thrive mm-hmm. yeah but, and right now it's been like <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a mess over there still have those four videos now that I'm back in the US I can just post four videos at once I'm just oh, gonna yeah, do that one of these days still. I know oh, they're probably gonna be irrelevant irre- now I don't know what they were anymore <laughs> but I mean they're completely done with the freaking things all ready to go so yeah well that's great you can go post them yeah I definitely should um but yeah anywho moving on um Louis's been on x factor he's a judge and maybe i'll talk about this in the instagram live um along with the harry gucci campaign um but we don't really have time to talk about it on this episode but we're definitely going to talk about him being a judge and maybe do like weekly updates once it starts getting to the live shows i think that would be exciting Ooh, yeah um but i just wanted to say i really like him as a judge and it's been really fun to watch and i'm not completely caught up i've got this past weekend's episodes to watch but um I have seen like four episodes I think and he's doing a really good job so good job Louie I haven't watched um any of it because I haven't been able to find like where to watch it 
I mean, I haven't looked that hard, but like, <laughs> do you? I'm watch... excited to see him. I just, I, I'm not like into the X Factor, so like, yeah, it's not on my radar. You could get into the X Factor though. I could. Maybe Louis um, will be the thing that makes me get into. Yeah, it. I mean, I find it an entertaining show, like with or without Louis, but obviously Louis makes yeah. it extra special. I have a hard time with like competition shows. Um, I like. I like watching people sing and like watch. I like watching talent shows, mm-hmm. but like competition shows, I don't enjoy because I don't like to see people get kicked off and like fail. Aww. I just like that part's not fun for me. Yeah, no, it can be pretty emotional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have been watching, so I will be talking about that. Um, I feel like I was gonna say something. I don't remember though. Um. But we are doing another Liam-focused episode. I guess, like, the biggest, one of the biggest things to talk about is that his album was not released on the 14th. We were kind of, like, last time yeah. when we were talking about it, we were like, is oh, this right. episode, I mean, is this album actually coming on the 14th anymore because he did release that EP? Did it mean that he was just, like, putting out the EP before the episode? I mean, not before the album? Or, like, is the album being released later in fall? We don't really know. Right. But the album did not come out so yeah yeah um which I guess is like makes sense I feel like that was more likely when when he dropped the EP it wasn't like we thought like oh yeah the album will still come out but it it wasn't clear you know yeah um but you have some things Lucia's done a lot of the planning on this episode so I'm gonna pass it over to you yes so um I wrote some notes um, when I was planning this episode, which was actually a couple weeks ago. Um, So there might be like some updates that have happened since then. But (laughs) he, um, one of the things that I found interesting is that he did a performance um, in Bali at like a music festival Mm -hmm. after the EP came out. um, And he didn't perform any of the songs that were on the EP. Um, And he did perform quite a lot of songs. He did strip that down familiar bedroom floor um he did a cover of attention he did little things history and drag me down um so he obviously like did a pretty big set but he didn't do any of the new songs and that made me wonder if he's ever going to perform the new songs um or if we're just like not going to hear them yeah i had no idea yeah it seemed like it would have been good timing like release an ep and then do a performance Mm -hmm. like you'd think he would incorporate a song but Um, I'm going to read through some stuff he said in an interview and um, some of it kind of relates to that. So about the EP, he said, and this is an interview he did with Ash London Live, um, which is a radio show. And you can listen to the whole thing um, online. But um, I took some excerpts and what he said about the EP is um, this is, I would say, the closest thing to me that I've done so far. I think it's very hard sometimes to be honest with music the way the industry is sometimes strip that down like there's a part of me that definitely is what strip that down is but it doesn't necessarily represent me and maybe that's not something I really want to be represented by fantastic song and you know I think it's more of a jovial thing it's not to be taken too seriously is my thing like I'm not genuinely like look at me in the club like mm, like to be honest with you these days I'm barely in the bloody club I'm up (laughs) early in the morning and in the gym and doing yoga and stuff (laughs) which I find interesting that like Liam is a yoga person. I I know. We've seen him post on Instagram recently him doing some yoga. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize it was like 
Him and Harold like can be in the morning. yoga buddies. Oh my god, that's so true. Harry is a morning person. Yeah. He always talks about getting up early and exercising and stuff. I wonder if they like do yoga together. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. So then he goes on to say, so, you know, particularly because of what I'm, you know, what I've been going through. And for me, it was kind of a, a basis of this. I like the idea of it being a little storybook. It's four tracks. It's not quite an album. There was a lot of songs in the album that I love, but they just, you know, they're not always, everything for me was always a bit happy. And it's all a bit like in that vein. And it's sometimes it's not. So I thought that it's okay. Hold on. <laughs> when I transcribed this, I literally transcribed. Oh, you literally transcribed this yourself. I did. Oh my goodness. Um, that, that used to be me when I would do when made in the AM came out and I'd be like, um, these are the way the boys felt. So I'm going to read this, but I'm going to edit it a little bit because yeah. it's very confusing. So he says, there was a lot of songs in the album that I love, but they just, you're not always, everything for me was a bit happy and it's all a bit like in that vein. And it's sometimes it's not. So I thought that it's important for people to know one how I'm feeling a little bit and two you know kind of what happened with me and this is the thing when I listen to Drake there will be a line that Drake says about when I go out and the cameras are on me and whatever else and I'm like wow I relate to that that makes me feel like you know a type of way and I want to be that shoulder for somebody else when they listen and they get in their own feelings about stuff so this was kind of my way of doing it now for me my relationships in life so far that I've been through kind of have this little cycle where of what this EP represents. And I can't give away too much, but this is how relationships have gone for me so far. And I feel like there might be a lot of people in the world who feel the same. So this one's kind of for that crowd of singletons. (laughs) (laughs) So I I appreciated that. Yeah. And this kind of makes sense. Like what we were saying, it feels like an EP that tells a story and like there's a theme to it. And that's interesting that he feels like this is how all his relationships have gone so far, especially given that, that he didn't he didn't write on any of them. It was that like, made me so sad <clears throat> that yeah. he said every relationship he's been in has had this cycle, which yeah. which is basically a cycle of like you meet and things are great and then they fall apart horribly. <laughs> like that's so sad. I mean, yeah. same, Liam, but sad. Yeah. But I like that he said this one's for that crowd of singletons. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and then he so said, then, does that, "Wait, does that mean his album oh, sorry, is really happy then? But he wanted to like put out these sad songs?" No, it seems to me actually. Um, it seems to me. Well, I don't know. That's confusing because he says there was a lot of songs on the album that I love, but they just you know you're not always everything for me was always a bit happy and it's a bit like in that vein and sometimes it's not I feel like what he was trying to say was like all the songs on the album were too happy and he wanted to put out something that was more real because he's saying like everything isn't always happy right I don't want I I want people to be able to listen to my music and feel like Mm -hmm. it's a shoulder for them to cry on right but then why wouldn't he include sad songs on the album I know. Well, now I'm like, maybe these songs weren't supposed to go on the album. Like, maybe these songs were never intended for the album. They were just extra songs. It's very confusing. Let's read more and see if we get any more answers. (laughs) He said, because he did say this next. I've had these songs for a long time. So I'm like kind of deaf for them at some points. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. But when you hear a song so much, it's like, 
I don't really know where this fits anymore. And that's kind of what happened a lot of the time with some of these songs. So that kind of sounds like he's saying these songs he'd been listening to for such a long time and he didn't know where, where to put them on the album, if they really fit on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, but like he wanted to release them anyway. And so that's why he put it out the EP because he like, these just didn't fit on the album anymore because they're so old. Okay. Which is so funny because when we first heard all these, we were immediately thinking it was about recent events. Yeah. He had just had a breakup and then released this breakup album. Right. <laughs> <a> breakup <laughs> but clearly these weren't, I mean, not, they weren't written by him but also when he chose them um it was a long time ago before yeah before this maybe even before this relationship started yeah it could have been like years and years ago like one day's been apart for almost three years like yeah it could have been so (laughs) long ago yeah i mean it could have even been before when d split up because like you Mm. have songs like slow on the ep that sound like so much like a wendy song Mm -hmm. um yeah it's very interesting um, and then he said about the um, EP, um, this is kind of the arc of it. First time is obviously the start of the relationship. So the second song in the EP is Home With You. So that's basically the idea that you, when you go home with this person and you first experience each other, let's say, in a different <laughs> light that you haven't before. And then he said something that I couldn't understand. And then he said romantic. <laughs> <laughs> experience each other. It's like that moment of bliss. Actually, in the middle of the song is one of the most relaxing little points where I literally, every time I hear it, I have to close my eyes. There's this groove of harmonies that just sounds so nice. And I think what he's talking about there is that part in Home With You where that steel drum sound comes in. Mm. And he's doing those little harmonies. Yeah. That is a very blissful part of the song. Yeah. Wow. Um, I feel like I interpreted Home With You differently than this, though. It felt like they were already in a relationship, not experiencing each other for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I think I was kind of mixed about it, because it, it did feel to me like it was, like, the beginning of a relationship, like, going home with the person. Mm-hmm. But then also there was parts of it that sounded like they were already in a relationship, too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting because, like, when you write a song obviously like every word and line you write is like a story that you already have in your head Mm -hmm. but when you're choosing a song it's like you're you're matching your own life and your own story to someone else's words Mm -hmm. so there's much more room for like not confusion but like different points of view yeah because like Liam might have heard that song and been like oh this applies to my life in this specific way right whereas the songwriter might have written it in a for with a completely different meaning in mind yeah that's really that's really true yeah I wonder like how much he sat down with the songwriters and like heard what their perspective was versus just listening to it you know I know I would so like to like know this information I Mm -hmm. wish that people talked about it more um he said slow is one of my favorites as well because I feel like it's the most closest thing to one direction type boy bandy chorus but it's a spin-off of a dance song as well so it kind of spirals out somewhere else which I totally agree with because Slow is my mm-hmm. favorite on the EP and it definitely is a very 1D sounding yeah. song. Um, and then this last bit I have here, I just thought it was funny. He told a story about how um, he broke into Charlie Puth's house one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
and, and Charlie Puth came home and he was FaceTiming with Post Malone. And now Liam and Post Malone are friends because of that experience. <laughs> um, but he said he's like finally making friends in the industry. Um, like he used to stay more to himself, um, like when he was in 1D. Yeah. And now he said he's like finally actually like making friends in the music industry, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, <laughs> and he said he sometimes asks his friends if he's driving on the right side of the road, oh, and then God. like they get all freaked out. And then he says he plays it off as a joke when in actuality he's like basically <laughs> asking. <laughs> I feel like going back and forth would be so difficult. Like if you're traveling from US to UK, I would get really confused. Yeah. I know. It, it, I, I would too. So yeah, I really enjoyed that interview. He like he talked quite a lot about the EP and stuff, and I feel like mm-hmm. we got a lot of good insight into his life. Well, that you, was you really can, interesting. Yeah, you can go listen to the rest of it if anyone's interested. You can just Google it. Just Google it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was wondering, <clears throat> like the in the industry, what who are like the boys connections, you know, like, yeah. Like, I feel like Louis well, I wonder if because... doesn't have any friends in the industry that we know of that much besides like BB. Well, yeah. I mean, he has BB and like Simon. Yeah. But he's definitely one but, yeah, who like, I feel like... kept his like home friends and is like, feels like much right. more like, I don't know, home, homeboy. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe because they were UK based, mm-hmm. that that was part that that maybe had added to it. Because, yes, and also because they did a lot of their recording on the road when they were in One D. Mm. Um, you know, they weren't collaborating with other artists when they were in the band. Yeah, um, and then also when you're in a band, like you don't need to collaborate with other artists because you have like four other artists right that you have to collaborate with all the time so like you're not going to like seek out other people yeah like a whole a full-time operation where that band it wasn't just like writing songs and producing albums it was like a whole operation that probably took yeah. like every ounce of their time and like brain space <laughs> so it makes sense that they didn't like make a lot of industry connections during that time because they were like yeah (laughs) and then like harry harry had nick and ed sheeran and yeah like harry has friends like in sort of industries not necessarily just music you know like he knows i feel like he knows a lot more people just like in acting and music and like radio and modeling and when i feel like i feel like part of his connections too are due to the fact that like he's very charismatic and so other people are drawn to him like I feel like he has a lot of connections because like people have reached out to him Mm -hmm. um whereas the other boys maybe had to reach out to other people to Mm -hmm. form those connections yeah Zane I don't know about Zane Niall has some friends but he also gets more just like his band as well I don't know I feel like Niall yeah Sean Mendez (laughs) Sean and Niall oh yeah they're the cutest <laughs> they're so cute <laughs> yeah and, and like Haley steinfeld and stuff yeah and Julie all his golfing people yeah niall has quite a lot of Marin morris oh yeah look at that it's true yeah um anywho that was interesting <clears throat> yeah good interview 
feel like I need to listen to a Liam interview, like where he's actually talking, like live to hear. You what? I feel like I need to listen to like a live Liam interview again. So I just haven't, mm. he hasn't, I haven't listened to many <laughs> in a while. So it'd be good for me to like hear nice his to voice. Listen to you because people... <clears throat> oh, sorry, it was cutting out. So I was like talking. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said this one was nice to listen to because he he talked quite a lot and as you can tell from my transcript he was like it was very candid yeah I love a good candid interview we need to get Harry back on some radio shows make him be candid yeah yeah um okay so let's move on to the I guess sort of it's all part of one but the main discussion which is talking about the song depend on it um and this is Liam's first ballad that we've gotten um, it was written by Robert McCurdy, Christopher Petrosino, and Asia Whiteacre. Um, and apparently, I did not plan this, so I'm just reading Lucia's <laughs> notes right now. <laughs> um, but apparently, these writers all worked on Kids Bop. Um, do you yeah. have anything else to add about that? No, but like I Googled them because I wanted to see like who else they'd written for. And they all yeah. worked on like Kids Bop and like um you know those uh, those cds like now this is music yeah 30 or whatever yeah um, they had they would work on a bunch of those types of songs huh interesting yeah so they it sounds like they're like a team yeah oh that's um, cool like it looks like they've worked together in the past so mm-hmm. that was very interesting to me <laughs> um and then it was produced by steve Fitzmorris who worked a lot with sam smith on songs such as too good at goodbyes um, piano by Ruben James, bass guitar by Darren Helis, and it is the third song on his four-track EP, First Time, which re- was released August 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another quote from that interview, from the Ash London interview we just discussed, where Liam said, Depend on it is a really big ballad, and it's a little bit dark. There's some John Mayer songs that I listen to, and there's one called Heartbreak Warfare, which I absolutely love. And I feel like you're in an argument. So for me, this is my first attempt at that style of song. And I feel like you can really feel the tension within this. Um, yeah. I feel like that's interesting to say. I mean, I know that John Mayer song and I quite like it. Um, yeah. But it's interesting for him to say this is his first attempt at that style song, given that he didn't write the song. I wonder if he yeah. means more just like vocally and musically. Yeah, I think he must mean mean vocally and maybe maybe by attempt he means like the fact that he chose this and is releasing it right um yeah heartbreak warfare i think is like my favorite john mayer song or it was i listened to mm-hmm. it again after i read this and i was like i'm not really that into it anymore but i used to is that after i told you the whole john mayer not being a feminist thing uh, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it was. that would do it um but I like that he said, like, listening to that song makes you feel like you're in that argument. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was, like, wanting to convey. Yeah. Um, oh, also, apparently, Liam just did an Instagram Live with John Mayer. I forgot to... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you saw that. That's so funny. Um, that's very interesting connection. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, he was on John Mayer's Instagram Live. Yeah. Fun. Um... Okay, wonder, so then, mm, what? Um, nothing. 
<laughs> I was gonna say something snotty. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Me every time I'm on the podcast, kind of trying to control myself. It um, was not just so everyone knows. It was not about Liam at all. Oh, it was against John Mayer. It was about John Mayer and someone else who I think he might be good friends with. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Okay. Um, next on the John Mayer podcast. Um. Okay. So. What questions do we have? Okay, what was this song written for him? Was it written without him in mind or just given to him? These are the questions you pose. So what are your thoughts on this? So I have gone back and forth and I have come to the conclusion that I have no idea. Yeah. Because there's so much, there's so many details that are confusing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and that don't make sense because the song was clearly written a long time ago. Um, He talks about it as if he wrote it. Um, Like he talks about it in this way where he, it seems like he had written it. Like Mm -hmm. this is my attempt at that kind of, that style of song. Yeah. Um, Like I wanted to put out music that felt really represented me. Like the way that he talks about it makes it seem like he wrote it, but we know that he didn't write it. Um. And obviously it was written by people who like write sort of commercial songs. Um, But then it was produced by someone who like works with Sam Smith. So I kind of feel like it was, I don't think it was written for him because those write, because of those writers. Right. (laughs) Um, They have written for, they have written a couple of Haley Steinfeld songs actually as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that they probably write songs and somehow those songs get like shown like that song was like shown to Liam right and he liked it and so he chose it and then I think what happens is that then he like takes it and then finds his own producer that he wants to work Mm -hmm. with and then they you know evolve the song from there because it's very possible that like when the writers wrote this song it sounded completely different Mm -hmm. because the producer really makes a big difference in how a song sounds yeah Um, so in that sense, I guess you can say, like, even though he didn't write it, he still could have had a lot to do with how it sounds, like, based mm-hmm. on how, how heavily he worked with the producer. Yeah, because I guess he could be in, like, the studio and stuff. Like... I mean, you, you would think, though, that then he would be credited, mm-hmm. uh, credited as a co-producer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't understand know. how this stuff works, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, me either. But yeah, I don't, think it was ri- I don't think it was written for him. Yeah. I think it yeah. was it. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Because especially he, if it was written he for him, it resonated. Yeah, but if it was written for him, you'd think he, he would have written on it too. You know. Right. Exactly. Like, if that was going to be the case, it's like, well, wouldn't he have been there to like help write parts of it? I don't know. Right. Um. Okay. Well, that is something we can continue to contemplate. Yes. Uh, and if anyone has other Liam interview news. Um, as we don't claim to be uh, knowing all knowing about Liam like we do Harry, um, let us know or what your thoughts are on that. Uh, but let's jump into the lyrical analysis of this song um, called "Depend on It." Let's start with the title. I feel like it's a it's a good title. Depend on it, <laughs> um, but but it kind of like. It kind of is like the opposite of what you would think 
it would be like depend on it makes me think of like someone you can depend on and like you can depend on me but then the whole song is kind of like the opposite of that and it's like <clears throat> you can depend on it like that we're gonna be like crying and fighting and like like our lives depend on it mm-hmm. I feel like it's when you just read the title you might not realize what the song is about I guess yeah yeah I think it yeah it comes like my first thought would be that it would be like very positive yeah <clears throat> Um, but I feel like it's a solid title. I don't know what, what else to say about it. Yeah. Um, so then the, they've called this the intro, but I feel like it's a verse. I don't know. Um, the first it's part like, of the song. Yeah, because it's actually like, it's the, it's what, it's the chorus. Oh, right. Yeah. So like they start with the, the chorus. Yeah. So they actually, the structure of the song is very interesting. Is actually first, so they start the song with the first half of the chorus, mm-hmm. and then they actually end the song with the second half of the chorus. Oh, oh, that yeah. is interesting. So it goes like first half of the chorus, verse one, pre chorus, chorus, verse two, pre chorus, chorus, and then the last half of the chorus. Oh, and it switches an it up at the end, structure. too. Yeah. So there was someone talking about starting songs with choruses recently. Who oh, was really? that? Do you know? Was that wasn't you? Was it? Maybe it was a so. podcast I was listening to. Like it's a certain technique to call. Mm-hmm. Like there's a name for it when you start a song with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that would like get you into like the main part of it. I guess like yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like what the technique would be used for if it just like fits well. Um, yeah. And also, like also like this chorus isn't like. Like a lot of times verses will be slower and then choruses like will pump up, but like the whole song is kind of slow. So it's not like they're just like jumping right into like a pump up to like, you know, I could see that being a technique to like jump right into the chorus so that it's like um yeah know, fast pace and like gets you really sucked into the song. Yeah, it's um, pretty much the same tempo throughout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the this intro is we used to be loving, touching, kissing. <laughs> like our lives depend on it how we get to lying crying and always fighting like our lives depend on it oh sorry Um, those lyrics are typed wrong are they well it says how we did get to lion oh (laughs) what was it supposed to be how we get to lion i think yeah i think it's just how we get to lion stupid lyric sites not getting them right is the most annoying thing to me it's like i'm depending on it to be right yeah exactly (laughs) um okay so why this why was this a decision he made what what do you think on it because like i i'm not a fan of it of the f yeah um yeah i don't like it either um I don't understand why they did that. It's because it was kids' bop. That's why. That's what just came into my mind. I was like, the writers <laughs> are not going to put a swear word in a song that they that is attached to their name because they write for kids' bop. Maybe it was um, originally supposed to be for like kids' bop or something. <laughs> <laughs> but don't kids' bop take songs that are already made from yes. artists? Uh, yes. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> this could just be like a safe version. They could have had like the real version. Yeah, I think this would be quite dramatic for a kids' bop song. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't understand the choice here. Like, I can't tell if they were like, um, we don't want to put a swear word in because we want 
this to be radio friendly or if they were like this is an artistic choice that we want to use because we think it'll be cool yeah to just say (laughs) I feel like it could be like maybe he gets so emotional he can't even think about saying like he he just like runs out of breath and is like like thinking about them doing that just makes him so sad that he can't yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man um yeah maybe i think it adds like a bit of childishness childishness to the song yeah i wish that he would have said the real word or picked a different word yeah i mean there's so many different options and like he could have had a freaking radio safe version or whatever and still, a, a lot of songs have swears in it, but then for radio, they take out the swears somehow. Yeah. Or if he had did a thing, like, not said anything, but, like, ma- imply that that was the word that was supposed to go there. Yeah. Like, like Harry if- with taste it, that situation. Yeah, although we don't know that that was his intention. True. But, yeah, I guess we wouldn't have known if this was Liam's intention either if he had done the same thing. <clears throat> Yeah, the F the F's bother me. Yeah. Um, but I like the um repetition of like loving, touching, kissing, and then sort of you have the comparison to lying, crying, fighting. Yeah. Um, and you see how the relationship has sort of like flipped on its head. Yeah. And you used to depend on one thing and now you're depending on this other thing. Yeah. Um, also Liam's voice just sounds so soft and like really like there's really good like restraint here in his voice like Mm. I don't know Simon always talks about on like Simon Cowell and X Factor always talks about Mm. like you can like blare out and sing loudly but like controlling your voice is also really important and I feel like Liam has really good control over his voice yeah I think he has amazing control but and I and I feel like he also is able to sing like I I felt like this his singing throughout the song is quite powerful mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily loud but I think there's like a lot of power behind it like yeah. it never really sounds like too soft like because mm-hmm. I think like the piano is very dramatic throughout and I think his voice kind of matches it the mm-hmm. whole way because his voice is like stays very strong yeah even when it's like in falsetto or like cracking it still sounds like strong yeah definitely. and then there's also like a bunch of echo I think it's called reverb in music terms um like on his voice that I feel like really adds to like the sorrowful lonesome feeling like echoing like he's like in a big cavern alone or something (laughs) oh maybe he was recording like in a cave like how Zane did his first album like yeah in the woods yeah or like some big room alone yeah um okay anything else about this intro I don't think so. All right. So then we go into the first verse, which is, oh, there you go, putting words in my mouth. It's about to go down. I'm not ready yet. There's still a thread left. If I could just hold on to, on, is that correct? On, on it, to- it, it is correct. It's confusing because he says, if I could just hold on, on to oh. unraveling hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. That was horribly out of key. I'm so sorry. I don't know why no, I, I like that. that instead of saying it. <laughs> Um, so if I could just hold on onto unraveling hope, give it one last go. I don't know why, just need us to try. Um, what are your thoughts on this verse? I really like this verse, especially there's still a thread left. 
I think that just sounds nice. Yeah. And I find it poetic. And I also like the connection of unraveling hope, like a yeah. thread. I think that's clever. Me too. Um, and I think it also like connects to like this sort of feeling of like things are falling apart, but you're like trying desperately to hold them together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not ready yet. There's still a thread left. Like, hold on to the unraveling hope. He just, like, needs them to try. Um, And then it sounds like in the beginning is where he's talking about, like, that argument thing. Because he's like, there you go, putting words in my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's about to go down. (laughs) Yeah. This whole whole verse really reminded me of Long Way Down a bit. Like, that whole, like, you know, this feels like he's at that precipice where, like, it's about to go down. There's, like, a thread left. But, like, it's unraveling. And, like, Long Way Down is all about that, like, downward spiral of it like ending relationships right like, like vibes of that and he he wrote on long way down so yeah uh, I mean not that he wrote this one but right. <laughs> I, I keep like that that's such a it's so hard to keep that in mind mm-hmm. but I saw comparisons there of long way down a similar theme um yeah I also just thought his voice sounded really like raspy like in the when he would be mm-hmm. like in like the o's and like whatever he would do like it went uh, like you could really hear the <laughs> like the yeah h's i don't know if uh-huh. that makes sense but he like really pronunciated like rather than just making them more silent um, yeah i think that's why one of the things that made me appreciate this song is that like he was really using his voice as an mm-hmm. instrument which i yeah, always appreciate definitely um so I, I yeah i really liked that um what else did I have to say? Um, and I said the piano is really pretty. And like, mm-hmm. I liked the syncopation of unraveling hope, just the way he sings it. It's not like yeah. unraveling hope. Like it's got an interesting like pattern to the way he sings the words yeah. um, that I quite liked. <clears throat> um, do you have anything else about this part? No. All right. So moving on to the pre-chorus, which is do or don't we find a way to get back? That thing we used to have, ooh, I need you now. Yeah. Um, I thought this was really pretty, the falsetto, the do or part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like it's like, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he's trying desperately to like, get back what we have, even though like, you kind of know it's inevitably like unraveling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is definitely my favorite um, part of the song, mm-hmm. especially vocal-wise when he says the, the do, do, or, mm-hmm. um, like, the way he sings that is just so beautiful, um, and then he also says it when he says, later, he, when he says, um, I've done it now, because um, he does this, like, falsetto crack, and it just, like, mm-hmm. really gets me, and I just find it really pretty, the, like, when he sings do or don't we I'm not going to try and do it because it's hard but (laughs) (laughs) you all know what I'm talking about yeah and it's so it's like it's just very emotional and beautiful I find Mm -hmm. it seems Um, like he was really feeling everything like as he was recording this whether or not he was actually feeling it but like he made that emotion like convey in his voice yeah but um I like that it's a question. It's a, a question. Like he's asking, mm-hmm. like you know, do or don't we find a way to get back? And I also like the way that this pre-chorus is like 
written. I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this well, but like the way that the sentences kind of combine is like, I find it to be clever. Um, Cause it's like, do or don't we find a way to get back that thing we used to have that, Ooh, I need you now. Like it's all one line. Mm. It's like, it's kind of blurry and like, goes into it goes into it yeah it could be like you could break it multiple ways yeah and when he sings do it it, like you don't necessarily know that it's going to go into a sentence like Mm -hmm. you would almost expect him to say like like ooh and then Mm. like say a sentence but it's like do or don't we find a way like I just think it's clever yeah the way that the words are paired with the melody yeah definitely um okay moving on to the chorus we used to be love and touch and kiss and <laughs> like our lives <laughs> depend on it <laughs> how we get to lie and cry and always fight in like our lives depend on it why are you looking at me with angry eyes how are we ever going to make it out alive if we don't get back to love and touch and kissing <laughs> like our lives depend on it yeah um, every time you read uh, we used to be love and touch and kissing. Um, the journey song comes into my head immediately. Oh, which journey song? Loving, touching, squeezing. Oh, is that what it's taken <laughs> off by? Well, I don't know. I mean, he does, it does say, say squeezing. squeezing at the yeah, end. yeah, maybe. Oh, interesting. But those songs have like the the songs have opposite like oh. vibes. Like the journey song is like very positive and mm-hmm. happy. Maybe, maybe it was like one of the songwriters, like song or something. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like totally positive and happy, actually, but it's a beat. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what else? Um, so we talked about the first bit a bit. Um, I really like the uh, why are you looking at me with angry eyes, and then later it talks about fire eyes. Um, uh, I like just I really like that imagery of angry eyes and fire eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's interesting. It conveys like both the passion and the anger and the fighting in a really like easy way, mm-hmm. um, succinctly. Um, and I don't know what else I had there. What else do you have? Yeah, I really liked the angry eyes line too. It made me think it it like sounds so sad to me. Like like it almost is like he's so hurt that like he never would have thought this person would like look at him that way. Mm-hmm. Like when someone like used to look at you with like love in their eyes, like looks at you with anger. Yeah. To the point where it feels like you might die or like not make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh. Um so yeah, I think that's quite it's quite a sad chorus mm-hmm. um and yeah I don't think I had anything else specific um to the chorus except I did say this is sort of more broadly I guess that I feel like his like vocal performance is really what makes this song mm-hmm. um because as as like the bass song itself it's like quite um like it's a steady like there's not a lot of variance mm-hmm. in the actual song. The piano chords are pretty much the same throughout, and the only time it changes is there's like a tiny, tiny bridge, mm-hmm. um, and there's no other instruments. And I feel like sung by someone else, it could have the potential to like sound really boring, mm-hmm. um, especially like the falsetto bits, um, or no, 
sorry, it could sound really boring, but Liam makes it right. interesting with his voice, especially when he's like incorporating the falsetto bits. The yeah, way he sings yeah. them, I feel like adds a variance to the song mm-hmm. that like otherwise it might kind of sound flat. Yeah. Um, the way he sings it kind of brings a little bit more yeah. interesting. Yeah, I definitely it. agree. I feel like the lyrics are I don't I don't I'm not I don't think they're boring lyrics. Like sometimes we get songs yeah. that's like okay, this is quite boring. I, I think the lyrics are interesting. Um, but I definitely agree that his like vocal like really makes the songs like really go up a level, you know? Yeah. And I really like <clears throat> the line, how are we going to make it out alive? Mm-hmm. I really like this type of phrasing in songs. Like you're in such a bla- bad place that it feels like you might not even survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good chorus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then we go into uh, a verse two. Is it? Why do they call it verse two? It's only two lines. Is that? True? I know, but it is the second verse. Okay. It's very. It's a very strange. This song has a very strange structure. Yeah. Um. So verse two, which is, how could I know what you had hiding there behind those fire eyes? But I'll make it worse with my wild words. This is definitely my favorite like lyrics of this song I just love that behind those fire eyes and like the wild words like the alliteration the imagery Mm -hmm. um like I just like in general the way he sings it it seems like he's like rolling up from like his head voice to his chest voice and Mm -hmm. like I don't know there's like both both his vocals and like the lyrics just work so well together here yeah I agree I really like but I'll make it worse with worse with my wild words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, again, this is sort of referencing like that argument, um, like them fighting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, and like, obviously like the person was, it's, it sort of seems from the verses like that, like the person was hiding someone, mm. I mean, hiding something. Um, and then the singer is kind of saying like, I'm going to make it worse by like fighting with you and saying yeah. inflammatory stuff. It's like acknowledging <laughs> that they both like are at fault and they both right. say things that are exactly. like not good. And you're like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and make it worse. Even <laughs> though like, I know I shouldn't, but yeah. Yep. It's very real. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Then the pre-chorus. <laughs> which is and ooh I've done it now mm-hmm. um I said this is pretty and will sound really great live I just think but I hope he, if he we get it live. this live yeah yeah I like, seem like we will. <laughs> yeah I like that bit too I feel like it sounds so like defeated mm-hmm. and like even though this song is like seems like it's about um him hoping that there's still a chance it mm-hmm. also kind of sounds like he already is defeated yeah like he's kind of it's kind of like a like a two opposing feelings in this Mm -hmm. song like he's saying like you know i'm i'm holding on like is there still a chance and he's kind of also saying like i've done it now like we're gonna like we're not gonna survive yeah and that's it (laughs) i feel like yeah there's a lot of songs that have that sort of like maybe with 1d especially where it's like you know it's done but you don't want to know it's done like it's like that yeah contrast of wanting to make it work even though it's already over kind of thing yeah yeah and then it ends with the chorus again and like 
the ending, the last line when he says "like our lives depend on it" is a different melody than the than the rest of the song mm-hmm. when he said that line, and it sounds sadder to me. And originally, like when we did the episode about his EP, I said it sounded like this one was not final, like it was mm-hmm. open ended. Um, mm-hmm. But now I actually feel like it's the opposite. Like I feel like oh, the really? other one. <laughs> yeah, I think because what I was catching when I first heard it was like oh, this is, like, a really sad melody. Mm-hmm. But now, like, when I re-listened to it, um, I feel like the other ones were actually more open-ended, the way that the melody went. Um, and then this one is actually more final. Interesting. Like, yeah, it, I feel like that like, would make sense. Yeah, like, to me, it sounds in this last line, because he goes, like, uh, I'm not going to sing it. But he, it no, sounds like... <laughs> It's, like, hard to find the right key, and then mm-hmm. I only have one chance. But he goes, like, um, like our lives depend on it, which is, like. Is that, that's the end, the that's last the one? ending, yeah. Which sounds, which is different than the melody of the other ones. And that kind of, to me, sounds like he's really just given up. And does the music cut right out there as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it makes, makes it feel final, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I thought this, just the music on this song too, reminded me of a song from La La Land as well. I don't know if anyone else heard that. Oh yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, I and it like the themes sort of overlap as well um, of La La Land. <clears throat> um, and I guess the piano, I think, is the one that reminded me of that. Um, yeah. And then also in this last bit, he also changes up, as we said, the, the last line, he says, if we don't get back to love and touch and squeezing and f- rather than kissing. Yeah. Um, what, why do you think this choice was made to switch that? I don't up? know. Now I'm like, is it a Journey reference? <laughs> it seems like it would be. If, but Niall's said, like the Journey fan, right? I feel like Niall would be the Journey fan. Yeah, maybe. But also like, we don't know about the songwriters. That's so. True. I mean, I like the switch up. I'm always here mm-hmm. for like a one line, one word switch up, especially at the end where it like makes yeah. you go, oh, that's different, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I uh, also, um, like when I, I feel like it's so interesting because when I, when, like when I was a fan of 1D, like one of the things that was really intriguing to me was like all of their sort of like interpersonal relationships and like how mm-hmm. they related to each other and like, when they first all like went solo kind of everything they did I would connect to the band and be Mm -hmm. like because we were trying to figure out kind of what had happened and like you know how we didn't really know how people felt about each other so I would sometimes like hear someone talk in an interview or like hear a song and be like oh I wonder if this could be about the band or if this could be about that person Mm -hmm. and I kind of realized that I stopped doing that because it's been so long Mm -hmm. and so like I'll hear a song or I'll hear someone talk and I like won't even make the connection at all to 1D um but then as I was like thinking about this song critically um I was like oh if I had heard this song like if he had released this song like right after 1D I would have thought like I wonder if it's about Zane (laughs) oh (laughs) and then and then it's really really sad yeah yeah I mean it's obviously not but like you know if you want to feel you want to feel some real pain just have that in your mind as you listen to the song Right. Like, I know because with Zayn's album, it definitely seems like there's stuff on there that was about, like, the band and the industry that he was in. Yes. Um, Yeah. 
it's weird that you say you don't even think about them because I feel like as a one direction because I feel like I feel like the same thing where really I am almost starting to see them more as solo artists than yeah. you know one direction just seems like such a long time ago and it seems quite like young and like back in the day they were so young back then yeah. and now I know. it's like it's been like three years like it's been a long time yeah. it's it's pretty sad to be honest like when I was when I was making the little art for the astrology episode and I was like putting Zane's photo in. I was like, this is so weird. Like Zane's not even a part of One Direction. Yeah. One Direction's not even a band anymore. Like these people are, are, don't have like, like putting those people together. I was like, mm-hmm. these are all such different people now. Yeah. Um, and it it's really sad. Like <laughs> it's like a whole, a whole lifetime. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah. That's why I like the whole thing. Like, are they still getting back together? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't done one of those updates in a while. We should do one at some point. Yeah, you know what we should do is go through and collect all of the interview footage that any of them have talked about it and put oh, it all together yeah. and make oh, sense out of funny. it. Right? Yeah. Because all... who was it recently? Louis? Was it he was the most recent saying like Well, Louis did say something, but apparently Liam said something even just last night right oh, oh yeah yeah but i saw him holding it was like him holding a picture of something one direction and people were like oh, oh smart people rumors. were looking into it okay i don't really know maybe I he said something it. too i didn't read it yeah um, i think louis had said like something about you know we'd be crazy not to get back to yeah it was too good not to get back together yeah um yeah i don't know but like i feel like if they do, it'll be like the Backstreet Boys, how they get back together like way later down mm-hmm. the road. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. No, they have a lot left to do before yeah. they want to revisit, I think. Yeah. I wonder if Niall or Harry will put out a second album before Louis even puts out his first. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about Louis because like, I really want music from him. Yeah. And I feel like like I wish that he was doing music instead of X Factor, but I also want him to do what he wants to do. And if like yeah. if he's happy doing X Factor and he's like putting off music because that's what he wants, then I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. But part of me has a part of me like has these thoughts of like what if there's like other reasons that he's doing this instead of music what do you mean like I don't know like like confidence issues or like sadness Uh, or just like he doesn't feel like he can do I don't know there's like a lot of reasons that someone might not want to like put out music Mm -hmm. and then I feel like maybe he was like let me just do this instead because it'll I don't know yeah, I feel like he's still going to put out music. I think like he just needed more yeah. time for whatever reason. Yeah, I hope that's the case. I guess part of me worries that like he's just never going to put out music again. No, don't say that. I don't I think I don't think so. I think I think this X Factor is like he's going to perform on the show and gear up and release an album. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think part of the problem is I just don't follow the X Factor at all, so I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Like, well, you like should. <laughs> It's good. You'll get Maybe, into it. Yeah, I'll try and watch. I mean, I definitely will watch all the Louis, all the ones that Louis's on because I want. Well, he's on him. every episode. Is it like? Is it running now? Yeah. Well, every weekend 
it was auditions and Louis the judge so okay. he's on every episode but like how can I watch it I don't have tv well I don't watch it on tv you gotta find it online <sighs> okay I'll t- I've said it in that text I said exactly how to do it but I can send you links okay um it's very easy to find um as long as okay. you're willing to watch it illegally pretty much <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will neither confirm nor deny that. That's what I want. Me will be too. I don't do that, guys. <laughs> it's hard for people in a different country though. You there's no other way to do it. Right. Um, okay. And anything else about these lyrics? We just sidetracked there. Really hardcore. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get there? Oh I don't mom. know. Um, I was trying to I was talking about Zane. Oh yes. Um so yeah, I think I've kind of said um, all of my thoughts. Okay, great. Do you have any sort of musical thoughts that you haven't mentioned yet? I incorporated most of them in. I, I did put one note here um, that's in that I found interesting. So the um, this song ends with saying um, with saying, you know how we're ever going to make it out alive if we don't get back to love and touch and squeeze in like our lives depend on it and then the next line in slow which is the last song in the ep is literally now this is done whoa Um, that's how slow starts so i found Mm -hmm. that an interesting connection between the two songs that yeah it definitely feels thematic like this song Mm -hmm. is like like are we or aren't we done and then the next song is like now this is done (laughs) very definitive yeah yeah, it goes to show you, like, the ordering of this EP was mm-hmm. super important. And it yeah. would have put it in a different order. It, I mean, we probably would still get the theme, but it wouldn't go as nicely. Right. Um, yeah, how would you rate all... this out of 10? <laughs> um, <laughs> On a Liam scale versus a every song scale? I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I honestly have a hard time rating songs because, like, what is the scale? Yeah. 1 to 10 of, like how much I'm going to listen to it one to ten of like how much I think it's a good song and then like what is a good song like what is the scale I don't know <laughs> what would you rate it <laughs> I don't know I have such trouble with this like off of like all Liam songs I would stick it like up there like in a nine on a comparison oh, okay. of like Liam's songs that I've, I can do that out of all was- the ones that he's put out yeah if I was ordering Liam's songs this would this one would probably go right in the middle Okay. Mid-level Liam song for me. Yeah. All right. That's. I feel like this is a good way to rate things because it's so hard yeah. to do it any other way when you're comparing yeah. other types of musics and artists and that type right. of stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, we'll see what happens if we'll see these songs live. I don't know. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think of this song. I feel like there's not that much that's, like, mystery like what does this mean but like you know we do have the stuff about like he didn't write on it like you know that type of stuff of like how he it is really clearly very personal to him given what he says about it but he didn't write on it um but he's like put so much emotion into it vocally so any comments on that type of stuff let us know um and if there's any other liam song you want us to dissect we can do that we'll see how long um we're going without music from any of the boys so we can work our way yeah. through Liam's songs we still have to finish going through harry's songs <laughs> right. um, still a lot to do but let us know what you guys want to hear 
Um, thank you guys for, wait, we didn't do recommendations. Shall we do those? Yeah. Uh, my recommendation was yours a couple weeks ago, I think, which is to listen to Marilyn oh. Morris's <laughs> album because, oh my God, after you said that, I went and downloaded it and I have been listening to it constantly. Yeah. I love it. And I don't really yes. listen to country music. Like I used to more when I was younger, like I was big into Carrie Underwood and like that was my first concert I went to when I was like 12 or something. And like uh -huh. I used to listen to Dixie Chicks when I was younger too. Um, but I haven't listened to country in a long time and I'm just in love with every song. I love my church. Yeah, um, so I love space. I mean, I just love all of them. 80s Mercedes, so good. Sugar, so good. Yes. Drunk Girls Don't Cry. It's such a good album. I've been listening to it a ton, especially after seeing her live open for Niall. Oh, I wish I got to see her live. I'm so upset that I missed Niall's concert. Not yeah, only for Niall, but so I would have loved to see her. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't think it should. Because... It's my side. The oh, there we go. It's gone. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So I remember after hearing her open for Niall, um, me and my friends who I was with were like, we definitely need to go see her headline a show. Yeah. And I, and I looked on Wikipedia and she wrote on every single song too, which is always like a relief to see. Yeah. Not that you have to write on every song, but I, when I really love an album, I want to connect it to the artist. And it was yeah. nice to see that she wrote on every song. Yeah, I think my favorite song from that album is Once. Yeah, that one's really just, good. Ugh, it's so good. That's the one I listened to first, and I just, mm. like, had it on repeat. Like, listened to it over and over again. Yeah, so, such a good album, you guys. Go listen. Yeah. Um, What's your recommendation today? So, my recommendation... Blah. Recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> my recommendation today is a youtube series called gale and it is by the comedian chris fleming and it is absolutely freaking fantastic it's like the funniest thing chris fleming is one of my favorite comedians i just find mm -hmm. him so hilarious and so he created this like it's kind of like a web series but it's all on youtube um called gale and he plays this character named gale um who's just like out of control and it is just seriously such a good time um so if you search youtube for gale it's G-A-Y-L-E. Um, it should just come right up. There's like also a lot of episodes. So you have a lot, a lot of entertainment to look forward Yay. to. Yay. I like this. I'm excited. I know you, you recommended some other YouTube thing last time and I opened it all up, but then my computer oh, died and yeah. I lost everything. Um, that was Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo. Also amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, and Chris Fleming, like you may have seen some clips of Gail because there's a couple of ones that like have went around and become viral. Mm -hmm. And one of them is um when company's coming over, and like Gail is like running around her house with like a vacuum, being like oh. being like we can't have mattresses. Throw away the mattresses. That's I want these pillows looking full up. I want these. Pillows <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. She like wakes up in the morning at 5 a.m. Her alarm goes off. And she goes to the kitchen and like snorts a line of Kashi cereal <laughs> and then goes out and vacuums the front lawn. 
mind is just uh, I don't understand how he comes up with this stuff it's so funny okay I'm definitely watching that stuff <laughs> um all right thank you guys so much for listening to episode 148 of talk direction go follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talk direction at gmail.com or go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or follow us individually on twitter and instagram I am Caitlin I R Foster and Caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lucia O L U C C I A O H. And you can rate, review, and subscribe on both iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as some other random apps that I've found our podcast on. <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 149. Bye. Bye.